Guys, welcome to this video. I have a special guest, Pace Morby. You guys know I love Pace. Uh, every time I can get Pace on the channel, it's just amazing. Everybody loves Pace. And Pace is gonna be talking to us about the three things you have to do in 2022. If you're a wholesaler, the three things you have to be doing. And we're gonna cover this in detail on this video coming up. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Quick Start Kit with everything you need to flip your first house in 30 days or less. Download it now at myquickstartkit.com. If you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton. I make millions of dollars a year wholesaling and flipping houses. And here on my channel, I teach you how to do the same. So if you wanna be a flipping genius like me, subscribe to my channel and watch my videos. Pace. What's up, brother? Thank you again for doing this. Welcome to Utah, man. Here we are. Yeah, we're in Utah today, hanging out all day, shooting videos, doing content. Amazing, amazing stuff. So guys, let's talk about real estate and wholesaling 2022. Three things that you have to be doing different. Pace, number one, what's the number one thing? Not in any particular order, but what's the first thing? Number one that comes up in my, in my mind is contracts. People need to yeah. make sure they have the proper contracts. And I see this coming up on every single YouTube live we're doing in our Facebook group everywhere this comes up. Where can I get a contract? Where can I get a contract? So tell people where they can get a contract. We have a contract. We'll put a link up on the screen or below in the description. Get a free contract. We work constantly on our contract and it's always evolving. So if you, if you got my contract a year ago, maybe download it again because it's probably different, this right? Is, this is why it's so important <laughs> is because a lot of times people don't know where to get a contract. And I'll see people that even have my contract yeah. from three years ago. And I'm like, guys, you need to continually update because we'll go through a transaction, you'll go through a transaction, you'll learn something that you need to protect yourself or even protect the seller, yeah. and you'll call your attorney, you'll update that contract, and then you'll re-release it on the website. We're gonna be doing even more work because um, I think our contracts have a little too much teeth on, in my favor, mm. and I don't like that. It needs to be a little more balanced. And what would that mean? So give me an example on that. Well, so like, you know, I'm always thinking in the contract about protecting myself. Like how can I get out if something happens right. or whatever else? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, I don't think too much, too, too bad, but I think it could be a little bit more, less one-sided because, you know, if I ever go to litigation, God forbid, um, I don't want a judge to say, you know what, this was a really biased contract and not, not really per, in good, in the good favor of the seller, you know? So that, that's what's, a concern. What's interesting for me is that um, I had no idea until about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, that filing a memorandum is actually, filing a memorandum without consent of the seller I is did not actually know a misdemeanor. Yeah. And so you're not going to go to prison for it, but yeah. you actually, like, you're going to get a call, you're going to get a fine. And in the wholesale community in Arizona, it's now become a thing of like, you need to make sure that your seller there's just a paragraph. We yeah. added it. We added this little simple paragraph saying, Hey, I have permission as the buyer to file a memorandum on your property if I choose to do so. And it's in your contract? It's or in my contract. It's not an addendum. It's in my contract. And then the memorandum itself is, is an, an addendum. addendum. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So if but, they agree to the contract, then the addendum would apply. And right. Would... So what we do is we load the entire contract in DocuSign, yeah, including yeah. The, the, the waiver. And then down below, the memorandum is after the purchase and sale agreement so that my transaction coordinator has the whole thing already and then files it. And just so you, if, just in case you don't know, the memorandum, what it does is it, it records on title that there's an interest in the property. It prevents the seller or another cash buyer to backdoor you. Happens all the time. We had Unfortunately, a deal, it happens. We had yeah. a deal last week, right? We get a house under contract on the west side of Phoenix. Seller calls us three days later. Hey, I'm having second thoughts on the contract. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't feel like I got the right number, this, that, and the other. And we're like, why do you ask? And yeah. then we uncovered that it's another wholesaler yeah. promising them way more money. Yep. 
And then we get a copy of that wholesaler's contract. It has no earnest money on it at all. There, there's not even an earnest money yeah. slot in so there. So it's a bogus offer anyway. It's a bogus offer. Yeah. And what happens if I don't put earnest money down on a contract? And let's say that litigation happens or a seller takes me to court. Is a judge going to look at me favorably as a no. buyer? No. I mean, it's going to illegitimize your contract because there's no consideration, which we're going to get to, right? So, the, so contracts, what do we need to be doing to clean up our contracts? So I would say, number one, whatever, um, whatever you're doing, you need to let the seller know. Okay. So for, first and foremost, better disclosure, way better disclosure. If I'm going to assign the contract, I actually have a paragraph in my contract that states I am potentially more than likely going to assign this to either one of my own LLCs or assign it to another one of my partner's LLCs, but plan on an assignment being shown up on the HUD. Okay. Do I need to legally do that? No, I don't. But I just like to say that to the seller yeah. so that I don't have to worry about, you know, putting my head in the sand and hiding. And not just bury it in there, but talk about it. Talk like about say, it. let's go through this, right? Right. And the Make way sure, I do, do it with questions? the seller, here's the script, guys. Here's the script for the seller. If I'm sitting down with the seller, I'm on the phone. I say, okay, so this portion, basically, I'm, my, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do with this property. I might turn it into a rental. I might turn this into an Airbnb. I might turn this into a fix and flip. I'm not quite sure. And each one of my real estate strategy also has its own LLC. So I'm going to buy it in this LLC on the, on the paperwork. And once I make a determination of what my exit strategy is going to be after a little bit more inspection, et cetera, I'm going to then assign that to one of my LLCs that's going to then take it to the finish line. And the disclosure is saying to the seller, you're aware mm -hmm. that I'm going to make a profit in some way. Right. My intent is to profit in this transaction. And right. you know that and you're aware of it. There's no duress. Yep. And I may do it one of these different ways, but that's what's going to happen. And you're okay with this. Right. I had a seller a couple of years back, veteran. Okay. Signed the contract. I did not know how to put myself in a position to say, I'm going to make money and you are not in duress, which now is also another paragraph in my contract that states yep. you acknowledge your initialing here. You're not in duress. I did not coerce you. I did not convince you against your will. Nobody is getting manipulated here. And you know I'm making money. I didn't know to do that. So here's yeah. what happened. A week later, a wholesaler calls them, offers them $5,000 more. They tell me, hey, Pace, we're canceling the contract. We're going to stay in the house. We're going to yeah. stay in the house. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And it's my, my phrase I, everybody knows me for is buyers are liars, sellers are worse. <laughs> sellers lie way more often. So what happens is I call my attorney. I go, can, can they get this out of this contract? And my attorney says, well, here's the problem. When it goes before a judge, they're going to say they're a veteran. They could call the news and say, you're taking advantage oh, of a veteran. Yeah. You need to add to your contract that they, you are making money going forward. Don't ever put yourself in a situation that you did not disclose. Yep. You are planning on making a profit. Yeah. And I imagine you have that in your contract yeah. as well. So a profit disclosure in there. Right. Er, you mentioned earnest money a minute ago. Why earnest money? Why is that a big deal? I mean, for years on private contracts, I never did earnest money. You know, it's funny. I just did this thing. I'm buying a sub two deal in Texas, right? In Arlington, Texas. And I did $1 of earnest money yeah. because you can, you can do $1 of earnest money. There, I did earnest money. <laughs> right. And my transaction coordinator goes, Hey, just so you know, the wire transfer is $25 for your $1 earnest money. And she goes, do you want to just wait and not put the earnest money down? I go, no, because at some point I'm going to tell the story that I paid $25 wire for, for, for $1 earnest yeah. money. And you can't buy a story that cheap. Yeah. So um, <laughs> earnest money is super important because it shows legally that you intend you intended on fulfilling the contract yeah. by putting some money, some skin yeah. in the game. 
So now you can have contingencies that get your earnest money back. Because I know right. everyone's freaking out about, oh, man, I'm going to lose my earnest money. Well, in Texas, but, this is a challenge, right? So te- in Texas, if you don't put this in your contract, Texas has the ability to not release your earnest money to you without the seller's consent. Yeah, there's a few states that do that. So I have a con- in my contract, it states, and the seller waives their right yeah. to do that in my contract. Yeah. Again, contracts are super important, guys, so get the right contract. What it states is, if you sign a deal with me, and I decide to back out, I no longer need your consent because this contract yeah. gives me my consent. Right. It basically says, initially in here, uh, serves the purpose of you releasing the earnest money in the event that the contract doesn't close. Right. Something to that effect. R says that too. So it's basically telling title to release the earnest money. Right. So consenting to release the earnest right. money. And so here's the great thing. And title companies love that too because they don't have to fight. Oh, yeah. They don't want it to go to their litigation department. No, they don't want to be the third party between people. They want to be able to have a contract, that sh- a recipe, I always tell people. They want the recipe to the transaction so they can bake the cookies. Yeah. And um, anyway, so what happened to me in Texas a couple of years back, there's still $1,000 sitting at a title company because... Yeah. And I'm sitting here saying there's $1,000 sitting at this title company forever. right now. Forever. Because no one's going to agree to release it. I almost want to just call the seller and go, you know what? (laughs) Not even halvesies. I'm going to give it to you because kudos to you that you've held off this long. It was, it wasn't even my contract. What it was is somebody sells, set a wholesaler brings the deal to me. This is how crap, crappy it is. Wholesaler brings the deal to me. I find out there's an underlying lien and some other things that don't no longer make the deal work for me. So I go to back out legally can back out for that reason. But the earnest money had to be signed off by the seller and the seller wouldn't sign off on my thousand bucks. Yeah. So Michigan's a two-party consent, and I have a deal where it was a flip, and my buyer, retail buyer, got remorse, found a different property, and wanted to back out of the contract. And then, so he backs out, um, and then wants his $2,000 earnest money. I'm like, absolutely not. So it's been there for, this was years ago, and imagine if you I'm put not it, letting him have it imagine back. Imagine if you put it into Bitcoin, guys. Come on. <laughs> Okay, so what else in the contract? You want to make sure our contracts are cleaned up. I mean, the thing is, is wouldn't it be it great is, if somebody just got together it, and made idea one contract that everybody would follow? Yes, I would love that. I would absolutely love it because I'm an idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> and guys, if you you should go watch the video we did or Jerry released a couple you know days what? ago. It was so good. I watched it again. Really? Yeah. The yeah, whole that, hour and a half. Really? Was it that good? I thought so. I mean, he had we had thousands of people sign up for it. Guy, tell, tell everybody what that is. So we did a, we did a group of us. So it was, it was you, me, Jamil, and Brent. Mm-hmm. Roundtable discussion, talking about the regulation laws that are passing and why that's happening, what the issues are, what they're accusing us of, because there's a lot of negativity in the, in the, just in the, I don't know, out there about right. wholesalers. We're getting all this bad, bad press. And then the, how we need to kind of unify and form an association, how we're already doing that. We're in the works of that. By the way, if you, if you care about wholesaling whatsoever, you really want to get on board with us because we're, our goal is to protect and preserve and enhance the wholesaling community. And one of those things that the, the N-E-R-W-A, is that right? N-R-E-W-A. Okay. Dot org. Dot org. One of the things, and Tyler will help put it on the screen or maybe yeah. you'll put it on the screen. One of the things that we want to do is create a unified collective set of contracts. Yes, as one of our best practices, because if, if we're going to get our whole industry operating at the highest level, then we can't have a million different ways of doing everything, right? Agreed. We've got to, we've got 100% to have agreed. A best practices on how we do each and every part of the business. 
So we guys, have to do it. If you think that's flipping genius, put it down in the comments. <laughs> if you guys would love to see one standard contract, because what happens is like you got Brent Daniels, Jamil, Pace, Jerry. We're four of a thousand people that yeah. talk about this business. Everybody has a different contract. It would be great if there was one collective it's, contract. It's going to be a big undertaking because every state has their own contract law. Right. So how do we make? We may end up doing um, you know a state by state right. just to meet compliance, but. We'll get it. We're gonna. We have to get there. We have to get really good contracts. So that's so that's number one. Contracts. We gotta improve our contracts. If you've got some free contract and you don't know if it's any good or you're just going with whatever and you've been getting away with it, you do not want one of these regulators, one of these um, consumer protection agencies, to get a hold of your crappy contract and right. use you as an example in the limelight of of bad wholesaling. I don't want my name tied to any of that, and I feel like no. a target a little bit. Right. You know, so you don't want that happening. Get serious about the business. Don't treat it like a hobby. Download a good contract. Get through it. Let's talk about this real quickly and then move to number two. Yeah. Um, When I talk about backing out of contracts, I get a lot of backlash because people say to me, you know, you should have the right to back out of a contract. And it is true. But here's the thing. I never, ever, ever will go into a contract with a number that I don't feel really good about as a good number. Agreed. In, In other words... It's not a like, well, here's where I want to be. Here's where the seller's at. Well, let's just lock it up and then see what happens and right. fling mud at the wall and then maybe close one out of 10. So That's my, a terrible, do not do that model. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, my first contract ever, I didn't even know what an assignment was. Okay, so I was a contractor. I get inter- introduced to the business. I verified my number with Jamil, was the first person I ever reached out to. I go, I'm going to this po- appointment. Is this number good? Is this number good? <laughs> okay. And that leads into number two resources, right? I, I leveraged a resource of somebody that knew more than I did to give me the number to verify before I walked into that contract. And what, here's what happened. The seller says her name's Janie. I remember her. I remember every seller I've ever talked to. I know you do. Janie says, um, this company offered me $265,000. Jamil told me I could offer 250. So what did I do? Did I lock it up at 265 hoping Jamil could right. sell it for higher? Yeah. No. I no. walked out of the contract. I walk, walked out of the appointment saying, I'm sorry, Janie, I can't beat that number. But is there something else I can do to help you? Yeah. I ended up rehoming her bunnies in her backyard to a farm. Re-what? Homing. Like she had bunnies. She was moving to Oregon. That's you relocated why she was, them? I relocated them to a farm. And I go, anything else I can do to help you? <laughs> this is literally how I got my first contract. And I tell people, look for the bunnies because (laughs) stop, stop trying to look at it just from the number standpoint, look at the bunnies. So I asked Janie, you can't make this stuff up. It's totally not made up. (laughs) So I'm walking out of the house saying, Janie, I'm so sorry. My partner, right? The resource out my outside resource said that I can't pay 265 and I'm so sorry. She says, well, what number can you pay? I go, Janie, I can't pay 265. I'm so sorry. Yeah. As I'm walking out, I say, is there anything else I can do to help you move to Oregon in this whole process? And she goes, do you know anybody that wants bunnies? I go, my mom has a little farm. And so I had my mom come to Janie's house, pick Get up the these bunnies. Cadbury egg bunnies, like these massive freaking cows. How many were there? There's like six. Yeah. And my mom picks up the bunnies, helps Janie. She calls me up a week later and she goes, Pace, I want to sell my house to you. I go, what? I told you, Janie, I can't pay 265. Yeah. She goes, what is your number? I want to sell my house at whatever your number is. And I go, you're joking me. So I called Jamil. I go, are we still good at 250? So uh, he says, yeah, get it locked up at 250. He ended up selling it for 275. Yeah. Okay. And 
I didn't. But, peop, but people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Right. So you built a Rapport. connection. And I did. I cared about the seller more than I cared about anything else. And that's why this business needs to continue on in the direction. Relationship. It, right. So another way that we need to go with this, with that relationship, is... You know, I used to be all about this massive cash buyer list mm-hmm. and blast it, highest buyer gets the deal. That's a great strategy. But I feel like... I've never used that strategy. Okay, so I feel like in 20... If that's been your strategy, I feel like... In, no, because you're so relationship driven. But I feel like in 2022, we're going to be moving way far away from that to be successful. And we're going to be moving to these strategic relationships. You have to know your cash buyers, what they want. We, I call it profile your cash buyer. Don't bring your cash buyer a deal that you know they don't... Right. That you unless you know they want it, right? And and do that VIP service. Really try to serve that cash buyer because now that cash buyer can come in and and really help you out on your on your contract. The way I the way I tell people this is they go, "How do I find buyers?" And you know, there's all the usual ways. I'm sure there's a great video Tyler can link to of like how to find buyers yep. on your YouTube channel. We won't go into that. But I ask people if I ask you right now, do you have five cash buyers in your phone right now that you could text and they would know you by your first name. Just five. You don't need a list of 5,000. You need five that you could text right now. Not email, not, not blast out. Five that you could text and ask to verify a number. Ask, hey, can I get, you know, can you help me out with earnest money? Whatever it may be that you need help with, you need to have at least five people on your phone. That's it. And what happens, you know how many people answer me? Like if I'm on a YouTube live, so many people go one, zero, one, zero. Yeah. But they're out there talking to sellers. Guys, start by getting one relationship with a good wholesaler or not a wholesaler, but a, a cash buyer that's fixing and flipping or buying and holding. These should be your friends anyway. You should be going on double dates with them. You should be going playing golf with them. They should be your friends. Yeah. Not your friends from high school and college. <laughs> your cash buyer should be your legitimate friends. Yeah. And so for me, my strategy always was. Now, the challenge is there's an argument to that. People, the reason why people aren't so relationship driven is because they go, well, I think that if I blast it out to an email list, I may get somebody bidding and I might get an extra yeah, 5000 10000 That outlier that pays more than everybody. Sure. I look at my top people in my, my network. You are a really big one. And I say, this one relationship to me is worth ten, literally $10 million in my future earnings because I have a good relationship with this person. I'm never counting their money on one single deal. That's yeah. how I operate. Now, do I forego money on each individual deal? I'm sure I do. Yeah. My first 100 deals I did, I wholesaled them all through Jamil. Yeah. Do you think Jamil made money on top of me? Sure he did. A lot of money. Yeah. But look at my relationship with him. Now him and I have a TV show together. So it's like yeah. the relationships to me are critical, paramount. And when I walk into a room, I'm always looking, not how do I benefit? I always look, how can other people benefit from me? So your sellers, your cash buyers, I've been seeing you talking a lot lately about uh, money, private money. Private money, yeah. Those relationships are, are critical, building that relationship as right. well. So putting this strong emphasis on those relationships in 2022 is going to be huge. Yeah, no, don't look at people as somebody on your list. Look at somebody as, are they in my cell phone and could I call them and go grab a bite to eat with them? Yeah. If you don't have that relationship in your local geographical area, you need to do that. You need to make a goal in the next 30 days. Go to, go to Jerry's YouTube channel and find, Tyler will have to link something, how to find buyers. Call those buyers and just say, I'm new to the business. I really need somebody here local that I can rely on when I'm running into appointments or I'm on the phone with seller. Could you be that person? Yeah. Do you think any cash buyer would say no? Right, yeah. 
It's funny to me when people say, how do I talk to a cash buyer? I go, "All here's what you do. Hey, cash buyer, you don't even care what my name is, but can I send you deals? Yeah. And the cash buyer goes, what's your name? I need yeah. to know your name. What's your, I need to save your information. Cash Put buyers, me on your list. Yeah. Put me on your list. Call me. And I tell people, we don't have a list. I want to text you every, every deal. We text every deal that yeah. we do. It's create a personal connection. Always. And personal. this is a, you know what it is, Pace, is it's this law of reciprocity, right? So like I look at my relationship with you. I come in the Phoenix for a week. Pace is like, hey, I got a car. Take my car. Hey, I got tickets to the Suns game. Here's the Suns game. I feel, I feel such a connection to you that you could come to me at any point and say, Jerry, I'm, I'm in a pickle here. I'll say, can hey, can you I would do anything. I would drop anything for would you. Would you ship 100 iguanas to me? <laughs> frozen? Yeah, frozen. <laughs> yes. But I, I, I enjoy the relationship. I look at you as somebody I, I'm following. I'm 10 years behind you. And so for, for me, you're my big you're brother. 10 minutes behind me. No, you're, no, no, no. <laughs> you're, you're 10 years ahead of me. So for me, you're my big brother. And I want to just have that same relationship I always had with my brother. So it's important for me. And it's so much more fun. Like a day like yeah. today, all of us jump on a plane. We come spend the day together. We do a bunch of fun stuff. We're all impacting each other. One conversation with the right people can make you a million dollars in a Life year. changing. Life changing. Yeah. So if you're looking at everybody as somebody on a list, you're, you're failing. And 2022 is about more transparency about what you're up to, getting into deeper, more meaningful relationships. What's, you have, I'm sure you have a lot of videos on how to find buyers. Yeah, totally. We have a whole playlist on cash buyers, strategies, techniques. Find so. cash buyers, yep. call them and get to a point where you can go grab a bite to eat. Go drive. That's the other thing too, is like, how many people would die to walk on your projects that you're selling for $5 million, $6 million? Yeah. Jerry's the kind of guy that is a cash buyer who go, yeah, sure, bring me a deal. No problem. I'm going to drive properties on Thursday. Why don't you come with me? I'll show you what I'm up to. That's yeah. what cash buyers do. Yeah. They want to hang out with you. Go build a relationship. Okay, Pace. So then the third one is those resources, right? Being able to go somewhere to get earnest money, whether you've got a line of credit or a strategic alliance with another wholesaler or your cash buyer, you got, you got a relationship where they're willing to put that earnest money down, right? Having the resources to be able to do this business are going to be bigger than ever in yeah, 2022. I'm going to tell you the greatest way to attract resources is talking about what you're doing. Okay. And how do you talk about what you're doing? You talk about it on Instagram stories. You talk about it on Instagram, you go into Facebook groups, you, you talk about what you're doing. And a lot of people are fearful of creating content or talking about their journey. Like there's been times where I'll go into a Facebook group and I'll go, guys, I just watched a video about, this is a couple years ago. I watched a Jerry Norton video and blah, 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 blah. All that does is get other people to go, oh my gosh, I'm learning that too. And you start squatting up with other people. Some of these people end up being private money lenders. My greatest private money lenders have come from me posting in Facebook groups saying, mm -hmm. I just learned X, Y, and Z. You wouldn't believe it. I just learned this. Uh, there's that meme that goes around that says, I was today years old when I learned X. Yeah. So I'll go, I was today years old when I watched Jerry Norton tell me that I should be doing X, Y, and Z. You will attract other people in your local area and resources. Those people will give you the right title company. Bro, yeah. how important is title the resource huge. of a title company? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever done a transaction with a title company? Just they killed the deal? I mean, just, just the resource I got from you a while ago with Rochelle right. and them doing, they close all my creatives. They, yep. they do so much for me now. And it's, it's literally like, hey, Rochelle, here's the baton and show, they run with it. And right. that's a powerful resource that just changes everything. So those resources just, they stack up and it just takes your business to a whole new level when you're aligning. So a lot look, of people don't talk the, about that. Yeah. I mean, you look at the areas of your life, you're like, man, I'm really struggling with whatever it is, raising capital or contractors, whatever it is. 
It's not true. There are amazing resources for anything you're running into. You just don't know where they are. And you just got to start talking to the right people. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like I have too many title companies that I feel allegiant to where I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I need to give everybody a little bit of love on the files because I, they all treat us well. There's, yeah. But when I first started, it was like, how do I find a good title company? Yeah. Meanwhile, there's so many good ones, right? Um, so title companies is a good one. Transaction coordinators. Mm-hmm. Get into Facebook groups and say, hey, who's a good tra- yeah. transaction coordinator? Private money lenders, that one's a little bit more challenging because a private money lender requires a relationship. Yeah. People are not going to lend money. You can't go to a website and just get a private money lender, but you can go to a website and get a hard money lender Mm -hmm. or transactional funding. Yeah. So if I need, I need transactional funding for a file, let's say I want to double close a deal. Mm -hmm. Where can I go to get that? We have a fund. Yeah. Where? Where, How do I go there? Use jerryscash.com. Use, a, no joke, you have a website, that's so com. dope. Yeah. How do we not have that? It's to register for a training, learn all about how it works. We're doing a special promo where you get the, your first deal free. We cover it. You're joking you're locked me. In, you're locked in at a, at, a, at a rate better than you can get everywhere else. Yeah. So, okay, hold on, let me get this straight. You have a resource out there I mm-hmm. didn't even know about. Yeah. Guys, I was today years old when I learned about <laughs> use jerryscash.com. So use jerryscash.com. Uh-huh. Let's say I have a wholesale deal under contract. Yeah. I want to assign that to a cash buyer, mm-hmm. but I'm making like 50 grand. And I'm afraid that that ca- cash buyer or, or, the, or the seller is going to see my money. Yep. Double close it. I double close it. Well, I don't have money, Jerry. Where do I go? I'll do it. But where do I go? Use jerryscash.com. Holy crap. You just got a resource <laughs> right now. So guys, in 2022, you need to stack up these resources. Yeah. It's not just experience. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, well, I'm not as experienced as you are. You don't have to be experienced to network with people and open your freaking mouth. Like open your mouth and ask for resources and yeah. a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Mm-mm. Dude. Love that. Contracts, improve our contracts, build those relationships, get better resources and you will, your trajectory will just go skyrocket up. You'll be the guy. Here's the thing is you will be the guy or the girl in your local market that everybody else comes to because they know you're the plug for that local yeah. area, right? Yeah, I'll never forget this pace. I know we're out of time, we gotta go. But uh, when I first came to Phoenix and I first met you, um, at the time, you probably still are, but super connected to the contracting world and I wasn't so much. And you remember I was doing that big new building oh, yeah, in Fountain Hills, Hills yeah. and I had retaining walls. Yeah, you had a wash on the back of the house, yeah. And one of my retaining walls had this crack and I was freaked out, like am I gonna have to do, redo this entire retaining wall? And so, I call you and I'm like, hey, Pace, do you know anybody that might do this? Not only did you say, yeah, but you said, Jerry, you know what? That's not far. That's not really out of my way. I'll meet you out there and let's look at it. You meet me out at my project. You, you walk down the retaining wall and you're like, dude, this is not a problem. We can solve this. You hooked me up with that. It cost me like $1,200 or something right. to fix that. And I you thought were, it was you a major worried, issue. You worried it was going to be like 250 grand or something like that. I was going to, yeah. I was going to have to redo the entire, it was the bottom retaining. Here, here's the thing about that. It was out of my way, but it yeah. wasn't out of my way for me to build a relationship with you. And that's the thing a lot of people are not yeah. understanding is that you've got to come with value first. You got to show people that you love and appreciate relationships like this. And Fountain Hills is not in anybody's direction. No, it's not in any way. So I went up through Fountain Hills because (laughs) I wanted to hang out with Jerry. We were already part of a mastermind, but I wanted a real relationship with you. So that's another thing too, is like going back to relationships and resources is that when you got, and this is going to be the longest YouTube video Jerry's done this month, (laughs) but you guys should already expect that. Okay. So um, the thing is you and I were part of a mastermind. We were already friendly with each other. 
but I wanted to take it to the next level. And look how our relationship has unfolded. You've become one of my best friends. Yeah. And in 10 years, we're going to be 12 billionaires together. Yeah. I hope. On a private jet. On a pr multiple private jets at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome advice, guys. I hope you really take this to heart. I hope your 2022 and or whenever you watch this video, it just blows up. Pace, I love you. Thank you for love all you too, do. Man. Guys, if you haven't, subscribe to the channel and we'll see you on the next video.